Have Aloha Will Travel podcast powered by Hawaii Magazine. Hawaii Magazine. <laughs> we can talk about this later. <laughs> Catherine Todd Fox. Uh, My name is Kevin Allen. We are recording in the studios of ESPN Honolulu, one of our sister companies in downtown Honolulu. So shout out to ESPN. Shout outs. For letting us use their... Quiet space. Right. You only hear doors slamming. Yeah. You don't, you don't hear airplanes anymore. You lost the ambient noise. Or air conditioning. Or air conditioning. That's okay. Anyways, okay. today's topic, um, we went to Kauai. We did. When did we go to Kauai? was in March. Oh, you can't even remember anymore. I think it was in March. I think it was in March. Right. Um, we went for um, a variety of things. Yep, For the magazine. We spent two days there. And uh, we're going to share everything we found out about Kauai on our two-day, 48-hour it's another 48-hour trip with us. Yeah. And the same of three of us. We're very good at those now. We are. Kayla Rivera, our art director, came with us as well. Mm-hmm. Was it her first time to Kauai? It was her first time it to Kauai. It was, right? Yep. And she's born and raised here, too. Yeah. Was it really her first time? To I guess be it fair, was. Before I started working at Hawaii Magazine, I had only ever gone to Kauai once uh, on a surf trip, and I slept in a car. So that doesn't and count. And I stayed in Hanalei the whole time. Oh, it doesn't count. So it really didn't count. Wow. And okay. I had never gone to Maui or Big Island. So really? Yeah. Huh. You know, when you're on Oahu, you don't really need to travel to the outer islands. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You don't have family on the other islands? No, I don't. Oh, that's probably why. Because I've been going to the Big Island in Maui forever. Yeah. We have family there. Kauai, too, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we did a lot on we this trip. We did a lot. So our... <laughs> you're, you, when you were making the itinerary, you're like... It's not that bad, you guys. No, because it's, you guys complained so much about the Maui chill. trip. But then we ended up, it ended up being a lot. It wasn't that bad. But in a good way. But it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Okay. So the packed. point of our Kauai trip was to, I was going to write a story about Kauai Beer Company, which is located in Lehue, which is right in the middle of town. Yeah. But since we were going anyway, we decided to sort of fill our day with things to do. And keeping in mind that this was Kayla's first trip to Kauai, I sort of wanted to expose her and you. Some of these places were new to you. A lot of them were. Um, to different parts of Kauai that I particularly liked. Mm-hmm. The only thing we did not do, which is sort of sacrilegious, is eat at Hamura's Simon. Simon. Yeah, we were going to in the morning, but then they were... They are open at 10. They are open at 10, and we, we got in at We had to eat at, like, at 11. Yeah, we got in at like 8 or 9 or you something. You were hungry for something now. Oh, I was super hungry, and but it's okay because we went to uh, Post Kitchen. Right. So Post Kitchen is this very small, it's a hole in the wall, literally hole in the wall, mostly takeout, though they had a table we sat on. Their interior is a trip. They have so many takeout boxes. Uh-huh. Hundreds of them. Thousands, Thousands of them. Thousands stacked, Thousands stacked, stacked everywhere. Right, you can look into the back, stacks on stacks of takeout right, boxes. Right, they're prepared. <laughs> they're very prepared. <laughs> and it's a it's a local favorite. I've, I've been going to it ever since I've been going to Kauai, basically. It's right... It's a, I don't know, like a five-minute drive outside of the airport. It's right next to the airport. So if you land and you're hungry, mm-hmm. like that's a really... And they're open early They were I mean, open early. They're already open when we And went. you don't really order anything except no. you say you want a small, a medium, or a deluxe or, or something. Deluxe. Um, or an extra deluxe or whatever. It, they're just sizes to the box. And they put whatever comes with a deluxe in whatever the box. Whatever you get, whatever. you get. You can order extras, like an extra... Thing of chow fun noodles yeah. or an extra corned beef hash or whatever, but but you don't need it. If no, you, get a deluxe. you just order a deluxe. It's about ten bucks and it's filled with everything. There was There's like a so hot dog. There was terry yeah. beef. And there it's was all fried just chicken. like local fare, like real good comfort food. Very okazu style. Yeah. 
And the woman we were talking to, Paul, she's actually Malaysian. Yeah. So I asked her, like, why don't you make Malaysian food? And she said people in Hawaii probably wouldn't care for Malaysian food or wouldn't understand Malaysian food. Although she admitted that it, it's changing. Because I do like Malaysian food. You've never been to Malaysia, right? I've never been to Malaysia. I don't think I've had Malaysian food. It's good. Different. Yeah. I just figured she couldn't get the spices here. That's, I mean, that's a fundamental problem with yeah. a lot of these cuisines is I you can can't get the ingredients. Yeah. But anyway... I digress. So we went to Poe's Kitchen. Super good. Really good. And then on our, and right, I don't know, like a minute away, as is everything in Lake <laughs> we went to a Kauai Beer Company. Yeah. And met the owner, Jim, who's and actually a software developer. They have a pretty cool story, too. They do. They've been open for, uh, for I don't know, not quite 10 years, for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, right in Lake town. And they make all their beer on site. Yeah. I think they're one of only two um, craft beer breweries there's yeah there's only one other one and it's like on the other side of the island right. or something so we went there because they're expanding yeah they are opening or they're constructing another site the guy owns like half of rice street i was I gonna feel. say he kept we kept walking down the street and, and he like, kept I saying own that. Like, i own that that's my store right that's all that's a kitchen that i bought like <laughs> that used to be a nail salon yeah, but it's mine now it was so weird i know it was funny <laughs> yeah and so anyway he and his son justin um who's like Who's, a savant. I know. Who just happened, like, he was talking about setting up, you know, the, the brewery and stuff. Which they built from scratch. Which they built from scratch. Basically. They got all the parts, but they had to build it from scratch. No instructions. Because none of them came assembled. And Justin was like, yeah, you know, I learned how to weld and like became a master welder. Yeah, and I, just, I don't know. I just learned how to do everything. And, and then we found out he was, like, a professional ballroom dancer. <laughs> was, yeah. So crazy. And then he hiked the, um, Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian Trail. Just because he felt like it. Like. There, I. You know, some people you interview and you're just like, man, how do you exist? Well, we met a farmer like that later, but we'll talk about we'll him later. We'll talk about him. But anyway, later. yeah, we met a lot of interesting people. Anyway, so we sampled their beer. None of us drink beer, which is funny. No. Nope. And um, the dry, sort of, but we drank some beer. No, it was there. good. It was super good. The, I was surprised. Um, yeah, I typically, you know, I, if I do drink beer, it's like a Corona Light with like a lime in it. You know, I'm that kind of guy. Oh, I like something light, but a lot of these beers had like a lot of flavor to them. It did. They didn't taste like beer, you know. They tasted like, well, I guess they did taste like beer, but <laughs> they tasted like, some of them tasted like chocolate. It was oh, wild. Oh, that's right. There was one that tasted you know? like chocolate. Mm -hmm. like, I feel, and I feel like at these craft beer places, you can really get like just artisan mm -hmm. craft brews. Yeah. I thought the food was pretty spectacular. Oh. What was it? German food? Yeah. He's really, you know, he really wants to do German food. And, you know, it's interesting because he said it's sort of bucking the trend of like a gastropub, which does, you know, the fried pickles and the truffle fries. And he's going back to sort of traditional like Hofbrauhaus kind of German food. Those so that schnitzel. There were some good sausages. There are sausages. Yeah. What did we eat in the egg? Oh, pastrami egg rolls. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. And this was rough because actually we just came off of eating at Poe's Kitchen. Oh, right. Like not that long ago. That's true. And then you guys put I all know. this really good food in front of me. It was an onslaught of food, and we ate it all. And I just felt The tubby. Bavarian pre pretzel is delicious. Yeah. And what was really charming about this place, um, we're going to be writing about this. Well, I already wrote about it. It's going to be in the May, June, the July, July, August, August issue. Is um, on the way to the bathroom, oh. there is a wall of photos of dogs. The dog corner. Right. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. Are these, I don't know if they were his dogs or friends of There were a lot of dogs. There were a lot of, I know, I don't know. Like but 50 anyway, dogs. Maybe about 50 dogs. And he said they're dog customers. So yeah. I guess you can bring your dog, you can sit outside. And um, whenever you bring a dog, he takes a photo of him yeah. and puts it on the wall. And they're very dog friendly. Yeah. They even make um, dog treats that you can grab made from spent grain. Mm hmm. 
And really I liked, cute. I liked it. Yeah, they kept, they always kind of went, I feel like on every aspect, they always went the extra mile, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even their servers had to be, um, I forget the te- name of the right. certification, but they had to be a certified like beer sommelier, essentially. Right. And they had to take her. One of them was studying at the time, and mm-hmm. she was showing us what she was studying. It seemed like a lot. Just to be a server. Just to be a server. Because they need to know, like, exactly, you know, the hops and everything. And right. I really like their barrel room. The room that oh, was the painted. Oh, the wave room, the not wave the room. barrel room. Well, you're in a barrel. I know. And it's, yeah, the room is painted from the floor to the ceiling mm-hmm. and all on the walls. It's like this giant wave is coming over you, and it makes for a really good photo op. It did. Yeah, that was a cool place. We enjoyed that. Yeah. After that, we, um, so in our current issue, our March-April issue, our best of issue, we have a story in there written by a Kauai writer about the trees of Kauai. Yes. So we went through what she wrote about, the tree tunnel mm-hmm. um, on Maluhia Road. That was fun. I've never done that either. I've never done that either? No. Nope. That's right there. Yeah, it's really cool, too. It connect Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was... You know, Kayla jumped out, I was almost say, risked her life. Kayla was the daredevil of the gang. The photographers uh, kept running out in the road, and we didn't yeah. do anything to help no. her. We were sitting in the car. I think I was Instagramming or something. I, I know. was zoning we out. We were very unhelpful. We could have been, like, you directing know, traffic. directing traffic. Yeah, no. Instead, she just did everything uh, herself. No, that's okay. She's a trooper. Took one for the team. And then went to a old Kaloa town, yeah? Yes. And you had been to Kaloa, right? I had been to Kaloa once okay. before. It's cute. It's very cute. It's very Population cute. Population 2000. It's in South Kauai, about 20 minutes from Lehue. Um, it's it opened its first sugar mill in 1835 and set the precedent for commercial sugar production. Um, so they have a they have like a little town parade and yeah. like a historic day. There's a lot of um, small, very micro museums. I was gonna say they have <laughs> one them. set up. It's basically little one. exhibit, barely. Kind of. It's. It's tiny. Right. But it talks about the history of the space. And it's it was cool. cute. We yeah. had a coffee there. We walked around. That coffee shop was really cute as well. Um, yeah, we walked around and went to a bunch of gift shops. We kind of got a little touristy. We little, did. A little visitory. It was very fun. Visitory. Visitory. Okay. And then we went to visit um, Warehouse 3540, which is a place that I think we've all been kind of interested in seeing, right? It's yeah. a community workspace um, where artists and crafters work right in their shops. That was really fun. It was kind of a funky warehouse. I feel like it was. It felt very organic. It didn't feel like it was a, a commercial space that had a mission of we're going to make this look no, cool. No, everyone was very, they were just passionate about what they were mm-hmm. doing. They're passionate about their art. And yeah, you could see all the spaces. I liked how every space had its own personality, mm-hmm. you know? Like there was no one big overall theme. Like kind of how you see in like... Take South Shore Market in Oahu, for example. You know, it's very well put together. It's all one theme. They're all going for the same thing. But, like, here was, like, everyone was so eclectic, and, like, they all had their own decor. And, yeah, it was really interesting. And we met up with your friend at Machine Machine. Shannon Hiramoto. Right. So she owns Machine Machine. Um, I met her when she had first opened her store, like, years before she moved here. And she her, she specializes in basically upcycling stuff into yeah. garments and bags and hats and other things. And she's big into moo-moos now. Big into moo-moos. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed her, her moo-moo mission. She has a moo-moo mission. She wants to bring it back. Yeah, and she's doing, I mean, this is so, every January for the past five years, she does something called Moo Month, and she encourages everyone, I guess man or woman, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I could to wear a moo-moo, moo I guess. Um, oh, are there Okinas? Oh, yeah. I had no There's idea. two of them. Mu'u uh-huh. Like Hawaii. And every day, like Hawaii. Like Hawaii. Don't we'll say talk, it like that. Talk it's about that terrible. Later. Kauai. Anyway, 
um, what was I even saying about Moo-moo Shannon? Month. Anyway, Moo Month. And um, yeah, so she sells um, vintage Moo in her store. You can buy them. The proceeds go to the Kauai Historical Society. Cool. And, um, and there's she a- designed some of her own as well. Oh, yeah. And that was really cool. She was kind of talking to us about finding like old design books so she can actually right. put together her own Moo Moo and like talking mm-hmm. about, you know, how oh, this one didn't really work. I didn't really like the sleeves on this one. And kind of she just altered them. You and- didn't have people wearing mu'u when you were growing up, did you? Um, I had a lot of Filipino friends, and their grandmas all wore mu'u. Okay. What? What is Like, it? what about Mayday? Did you have to do that at Mayday? Like, did the mm, girls wear mu'u's? No. What do they wear? Mayday? Yeah, you know. I, th- I don't know. I only did it in school, and we just wore That's what I mean, but didn't you wear mu'u? Didn't no, the girls? you just wore your school uniform. Oh, you're a uniform kid. I don't know. Why Lua... High school, uh, uniforms are just t-shirts, yeah? So it's I just know, a Wailua t-shirt, so we all had to wear Wailua t-shirts. Every day? Yeah, and it's funny, this is a total non-sequitur, but on May Day, they didn't have enough uh, girls to do, because they were doing Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and that was a song I really liked as a child anyways, so I was like, ooh, hit me up, I want to be on the girls' side. So I was, I was in the girls' May Day, and I sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. We've really gone off topic now. I I don't know. It just brought it up for me. <laughs> I yeah. Okay. Anyway. Why did that. you guys wear moo moo? Yeah. Oh okay. So I, yeah, I, I think no Shannon idea. and I are of the same generation. So we grew up wearing moo to school on May Day, and sometimes during really the, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So when she talks about the nostalgia of wearing a moo, when she says when she puts it on, it brings back these memories. Like I get it, but I don't know if younger people get it. I don't and get my it. mom wore one to work like every day. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, that was in the 80s. I just remember the older aunties wearing them. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it'd be cool if it made a comeback. It, they should. They seem really comfy. They seem, yeah. They it, They seem super comfy. They're very comfortable. Yeah. I, I enjoyed was, that. I enjoyed how she was just talking about, like, oh, when we're kind of going through some of her products, she was just like, oh, this is where I found this and all these materials. And there were some bags that she, there was, there was big plastic signs that she just cut up and made oh, right. into bags. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. Right. She's really just, you know, taking trash and turning it into treasure. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's really, I mean, I really like what her philosophy is. And I think her new thing now is she makes these knit dresses, these like kind of stretchy material knit dresses that are her staples. In fact... Kayla bought one. Kayla did buy one. And she's... After um, much deliberation. That's right. And she We really had to peer pressure her into buying it. It wasn't that much of a peer pressure. She was going to buy it. Yeah. But um, she made a... She just announced recently that she's not going to use any more new fabric ever for those dresses. Everything is going to be made from, like, old repurposed clothing. That's awesome. I know. Good for her. I know. She's amazing. We got to move on. Kawhi was... We did so much on Kawhi. Hanapepe was our next stop. Hanapepe, yes. Called Kauai's Biggest Little Town. It's adorable. This is between Koloa and Waimea. There's a lot of art galleries, boutiques. It was the inspiration for the town in Lilo and Stitch. Yes. So don't be surprised when you see random Lilo and Stitch just around They don't the town. make a big show of it. No. But every once in a while you'll see like a little mural. They're very or like humble dolls. about it. Right. Which made Kayla go nuts because she's a huge Stitch fan. I was gonna, yeah. She, she has one stoked. on her desk. And she did not even know that no. this was, this was a complete surprise to her. No. She was very excited about that. We also crossed the famous Hanapepe Swinging Bridge. Yeah. And I made sure to shake it a bunch when you guys were on yeah, it. Yeah, that was nice. 
I appreciate you are that. welcome. <laughs> Thanks. It was originally built in the early 1900s as a way for residents to get across the river, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, we also went to a bookstore, Talk Story Bookstore. You liked it. I did like it. Did they you buy something? I bought a Oh, thing. yes. You bought a vinyl record I there. bought a Linda Ronstadt oh my God. album. When, and I also didn't know how to pronounce her name. No, you didn't. So the, Do you even know who she is? Uh, she's like an old like 70s pop I know but did you know who she was when you bought it well the thing was there was a recent song that I like from this band I forget their TV microwave um, and they <laughs> wrote a song about Linda Ronstadt and their like obsession over her and I wanted to figure out why did you listen to the record uh yes and it's okay it's not really my thing oh man yeah I also you bought were... 10 comic books oh that's for right for one dollar for a dollar yeah I bought a lot of ferret man comics for my friend Reef did he like it <laughs> yeah he did he oh. was way into it he was like, you know how like Deadpool that movie was trying to be made for years and they just couldn't. He's like, I'm gonna make the Ferret Man movie. Oh man, he's gonna be the Ferret. It just man. sounds bad. Ferret Man. I also realized a very sexualized character. I would imagine it was incredibly awkward reading through that with Reef. How are you reading it together? Why do you think? That's oh, strange. I'm gonna leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> That's very strange. Anyway, it's a super cool bookstore. They had a cat in there named Celeste, which is the perfect name for a cat in a bookstore. Why? I don't know. It just makes sense. The cat's named Celeste, and it lives in a bookstore. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's just all very well Made put together to for me. Okay. But the reason we went there was because chips. I obsess over, right, Taro Co. Chips. So Dale, whose family owns a Taro Farm on Co. Road, which is why it's called Taro Co. Chips. Um, oh, got it? Got it. Yeah. So Makes he sense. started, actually his parents started making Taro Chips using the Taro that they grew on their farm. And then somehow he inherited this business that he didn't really want to do, as you can tell when you yeah, meet him. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, when you walk in, he is not yeah, super enthusiastic. No, 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 not really. But he's there. He's very uh, reliable. The mayor was also there. Stanley. Stanley. Who lives next door. Who people affectionately call the mayor. We call him the mayor. And he gives out all of Dar uh, Dale's chips, <laughs> I was which is funny. Say, I know. He does not own the store no, or anything. We got free chips. He actually Stanley. has no governmental power over no, the store, but he zero. just was like, take these chips. Yep, exactly. And but they make potato chips, taro chips, and sweet potato chips. And they're all super good. We had the Lee Hing chips. Those oh. are so is that good. That new? Um, not really okay. new. Um, maybe like in the last five years. New? Okay. Is that new? I mean, might be new for quite. Be, I was gonna say it might be new. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that was that was my goal uh, on this trip. And you succeeded. I did. We went twice actually. We went twice because you forgot to give them your butter mochi. <laughs> I forgot to give my butter mochi. Yeah. Uh, we stayed and toured Timbers Kauai. So you've written a blog about mm -hmm. Timbers Kauai. Yeah, you can find that on the website in our ultra lux listless rentable residence yeah. with pretty amazing amenities. They have a whole room full of bikes that you can just go in and use. And that wasn't even the amenities in our room. That oh, was just sorry. like separate. Yeah, that was just the first thing I saw and I was like, that's incredible. It was incredible. What place so does that? A four, we were in a four, was it a four bedroom, three bath? It was a four Once. bedroom, yeah, four bedroom, three bath. And then also the lanai's were big enough to just be their own bedrooms. It's true. Those, two stories. Two stories, yeah. Chef kitchen. The bathrooms, by the way, maybe the nicest bathroom I've ever seen. Really? Oh, it's up there. It was Huge. It was huge. The baths were. The baths were giant. You like could. They're like pools, pools, pretty much. Yeah. And then the then they had an adjacent shower that was really about the same size as a bathtub. And it was it like frameless glass walls, which I always really enjoy. That is nice. Four poster beds. And they're <laughs> the, the most extra bougie thing that I love about this place was the uh, mirror setup. Oh, I don't they know. Because they have three oh, yes. huge mirrors, and then 
the the shelf is surprisingly low and you're like why is that oh because there's a leather seat under the shelves that you can just sit on to like brush your teeth or put on makeup well i don't do that i know i mean i understood that was why but i was like man this is so bougie and i love it it was pretty nice the chef's kitchen was pretty crazy oh the the chef's yeah the actual kitchen in the in the home that was like that was like a chef's dream yeah and it was fully stocked yeah we ate a lot of guacamole from that refrigerator, too. Heck yeah, we did. That was good. We, um, anyway, we ended up touring with Hualani Duncan, oh, who you? works for the golf the, the golf course. A pretty fun 18-hole, right, yeah. course. Yeah, it's We got to play. J- Jack Nicholas course? Nicholas? Nicholas? Nick, Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholas? Well, no. there's an AU. You don't say, what? Yeah. No, Jack Nicholas. Well, Just, I don't know who that is. Oh, a go- very, very famous golfer yeah. and also course designer now. Yeah, exactly. Like he, the most famous golfer. I know. I, oh, that, that's I Tiger can't. Woods, isn't it? No. Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> anyway, we got to play a few holes. Yeah, we got barefoot because we weren't prepared. To we play. were not prepared at all. We were no. prepared for a lot of things on that tour. That was a crazy tour. That was a crazy tour. Hulani was awesome. She knows how to drive a golf cart. And yes, we did a lot of off roading. Yeah. We went to the farm on property. Um, so Which there's is a, on the golf or no, it, it used to. It's it used a, to it's be an the old golf, golf course. course that they've sort of repurposed into a farm, and he's growing tons of stuff like yeah. taro, ulu, like has a whole orchard of trees. He's got vegetables, herbs, and they supply a lot of it to the restaurant on property and the residents. Because and the residents, uh, right? They can come and pick. And Timbers Kwai, by the way, is um, you can buy the property. Yeah. Right, you can live there, you or can you live can, there, or you can rent, or you can rent it out. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are residents who walk around. Yeah, um, what that a was life! Interesting. And we met Farmer Cody. Farmer Cody is the coolest man I have ever met. <laughs> he was like he, so dreamy. He made you feel very insecure. Oh, he made he emasculated <laughs> me immediately. We locked <laughs> eyes, and I felt like a little I boy. Know. He had that little like the, the oh, long, he had the luscious locks yeah, and you know locks. dirty hands from yeah. working the ground. I know. I feel like Melissa Chang right now talking about her farmers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you were kind of in awe of Farmer Cody. Dude, he had a cool life. You were in awe. He spent well, three okay, winters. because he lived in Antarctica and was like a cook there yeah, for three years. Yeah, during that's the amazing. winter. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. He must have PTSD from that experience. He, yeah, he must. Anyway, he, must. he was amazing. So we we went to the farm, toured that, and then as it makes sense, we saw what was being grown on the property. We went to Hulani's to eat the food. Hulani's, the restaurant, is named after the woman the who woman took us on the tour Hulani. of the golf course. Right. So Hulani Duncan actually is from Kauai, named all the buildings on the property. Yeah. It came to her in dreams. Yeah, as as you do. I as think you that's do. a traditional. She even way. had a name for the restaurant, mm-hmm. but the company decided, no, we're gonna name this after you. So as it was fitting. Hualani means fruit of heaven, so it makes sense. But they felt that because she was such a warm and friendly person, and she was a deserving person also, that they wanted the restaurant to be reflective of her. So that's why they named it Hualani's, which is yeah. kind of neat. It's super neat, and it was delicious. It was great. The food was great. What did we have that? Guaca something? We had the guaca ahi? Or the no, the guaca poke. The guaca poke. That was great. Yeah. So it was like poke, fresh poke, and then house made guacamole on top of it. You yeah. eat it with taro chips. Yeah, it was delicious. The taro I could, I could have just house. eaten that. But that was really good. Oh, and then there was, um, oh, I forgot risotto. what I, there We had a risotto, beet risotto. That was like shockingly red and mm-hmm. super delicious. You, I think you ate my dish. I definitely did. Okay. The ahi was 
what did he say? The chef said they caught it that morning. Yeah. You it could tell it was really, really fresh. fresh. As you can get. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a real gem of a place. I really enjoyed Hulani's. And then we retired to our rooms. Right. And we fought over. We were trying to be, everyone was trying to be too humble because there was. No, I was fine with the double. We kept saying there was a double and then there were like two master suite bedrooms. Yeah. And we all just trying to keep. No, I threw I was fine my with bags the into the double, and then Kat took my bags and threw them upstairs. It didn't matter. I was fine. You wanted to be upstairs. You oh, called dibs the first time we saw the room. Yeah, but then you know I felt bad, so I had to make a really good show of <sighs> going for the double. Next time, though, I'm not going to give up the nice room. I don't blame That's you. That's two in a row. I told you to take the I'm master just suite. No, I don't care. Anyway, so we actually got to enjoy the room a little bit. Yeah. Um, we walked around the property. Also a little bit. They have the infinity pools. They have a nice lounge area that we didn't get into again. again. And it was warm. We're gonna get in I know. I thought we I think we thought it wasn't heated, so we didn't even try. But then the next morning when we woke up, we went out to go see the sunset. Right. Which is great because it's you know, there's a huge bay right in front of Timbers Quai and the sun rises right over mm -hmm. the water. And yeah, I dipped my toe in the pool and it was like super warm. And then the I guy know. the guy who was working over there told us it was heated. Yeah. What a missed opportunity. What a missed anyway, opportunity. next time we'll do that. Um, great property. Really enjoyed our stay there. Friendly staff. Everything was great. Um, as always, wish we had more time. <coughs> then we headed to Kauai Coffee to do their new farm tour. That's right, yes. Um, so Kauai Coffee has a new tram tour where they take you for two hours through its 3,100 acres they of... Have a huge property. Yeah. They have so many coffee plants. They are the largest coffee growers, right, in the yeah. state. So the tour will take you through the farm history, the different varieties of coffee it grows. You learn about its sustainability efforts. Yeah. And then it ends with you planting a coffee tree that has a GPS tracker on it yep. that you can watch your watch tree grow. grow. Yeah. Um, I really liked the part of the tour where you go into the valley. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of my favorite part because it's really, you know, it's very lush. It's very green, and it just looks all so natural. And then you have a pretty cool, like, uphill segment. You remember that part? I do. Where, yeah, you kind of. Yeah. It's pretty bumpy there for we a second. We had a good driver. We had a really good driver. Yeah. He had to do it twice because we were <laughs> shooting some video. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And then at the very, very end, you sample coffee on the deck, which was nice. Yeah. Always nice to sample Kauai coffee. And I'd never been to their farms before. Oh, really? And it's a, Yeah. It's a huge property. At one point, they'll take you kind of to a scenic overlook. That's mm -hmm. kind of where the tour finally starts heading their way back down. You go to the scenic overlook, and there are thousands and thousands of coffee plants that you can just perfectly see. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, it really was truly Malka to Makai, right? Because you went up to the top yep. part of the property, all the way down to the ocean, um, and they do everything on property. They mill, they roast. Um, they sent. We went to the the packaging facility. I mean, it's it's a pretty interesting farm tour if you're curious to know what it takes to yeah, get if coffee. You, if you like coffee, I mean, I, oh yeah, I would definitely recommend going to this. Yeah, that was great. Um, and the tour is available now. It's 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 brand new. Um, they run it Monday through Thursday, starting mm -hmm. at nine a.m. Um, yeah, and four million trees they have. <laughs> it's it's too many. How do they? I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand how they keep up with all those trees. No. And it's cool because I also liked on the tour, it also felt very personalized. Like they always talked about like, you know, the personal stories of like individual farmers or like who planted the plants specifically or like the orchid manager, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So Orchid or orchard? I I think you said orchid. I said orchard. I'm going to say orchard. I'm pretty sure I said orchard. They don't grow orchids. No. They, prob they might. They might, yeah. It's such a big I property. I know, it's a big property. Yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. 
So we did that. Um, and then afterwards, we weren't sure what to do. So we had two options. We could go more west to Waimea Canyon, which neither of you had been to. Yeah. Or we could go up to Hanalei, which we weren't sure about because, one, the weather wasn't great up north. Yeah, we could see the clouds right. in the distance. And two, we weren't sure what we could actually see in Hanalei. So it would have been interesting to go up there. Um, we had heard from people who live in on Kauai that you still couldn't access Hanalei, really. Yeah. But like Hanalei Bay, you could park and walk. Yeah. To the bay? The bay, I mean, yeah, we had written a story um, kind of late last year saying, like, you know, things are okay again in Hanalei. You know, they the town's still getting, can see tourists and stuff, and you can still go to the bay and swim and stuff. It looks different, though, the pier, after all the dredging. Um, right. But the town is still accessible. It's just you can't go to the Kalalau Trail and see the Nepali coast. That's right, so all about. those beaches, too, right, yeah. beyond that are inaccessible. We also wanted to go snorkeling. Right, and it was like it was like six to eight feet. Yeah, yeah, we can't, we went at a bad time. There's a huge swell coming in, so we went to Waimea. We went to Waimea Canyon. So Waimea Canyon, um, you know, they call it the the uh, the Grand Canyon of the Pacific, right? And um, you guys had never been there, so on the way to Waimea Canyon, we stopped off in Waimea Town. Yeah, and we ate at Porky's Kauai, which is a food truck that you had wanted to eat at. I'd wanted to eat it because I'd seen um, we had written about it before mm -hmm. uh, on for Hawaii magazine, and it wins best of, and it wins best of all the time, and the pictures look delicious. So, and it was, it was, it was yeah, really it was good. Pork sausage with Kahlua pig on it, like, yeah, a, it like a hot pineapple dog. relish. Yeah, delicious. Um, it was probably the most like luxurious hot dog I've ever had. It was. It had so much stuff packed on there. It was very there. fancy. Uh, we did that, and then we drove up to Waimea Canyon. So that's kind of a truck. It took about maybe 45 minutes it's to an hour. It's a long drive. You're driving uphill for a while. And it was cold. It was very cold. And someone refused to bring a jacket again. Pat forgot to bring her jacket again. So Kevin <laughs> kept borrowing things from me, you like know. a towel. Yeah, the towel kept me warm. It was my blanket, my blankie the whole time. I felt and like Linus. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was cold, but um, the scenic overlook. I don't need overlook, a jacket. You do. I don't need one. Yes, you do. This is the second trip we've been on I'm where fine. you've been cold. No. That's okay. It's so annoying <laughs> because you like limit us from doing things. You kept crying at the scenic lookout, like, oh, I'm so cold, I can't be out here anymore. Hey, you guys were cold too. Yeah, but it wasn't as cold as you. Yeah, it was freezing. So we did that, um, and then we went up to the. <laughs> The Kalalau Lookout. That was my favorite part. Yeah. So this is up at Kokea State Park where you can rent cabins and they have campsites and, and other things. Anyway, we go up into the state park area and there's a Kalalau Lookout. So you're on, you're looking above the Napali toward the ocean. We weren't. I mean, no, we were we, technically. So we get up there and it's, I mean, we're socked in. Yeah. And we get all the way to the lookout and literally you see nothing. You, it's just... Rain and cloud and but gray. But it was just white. It was just It was actually kind of incredible. I wish we took a picture of it. Yeah. We didn't. Um, we laughed a lot. It was dumb. And it was so funny because there was another couple kind of right. who had never seen it either. Who had never seen it either, and they're just cracking up. Yeah. Because you just like, couldn't even see a foot in front right. of you. And it's a long drive up there. It so took a while. I know. I felt really bad. Anyway, got to know each other a little bit better. But yeah, the Waimea Canyon was really beautiful, and you know, I really enjoy it because you can see waterfalls in the distance and it just looks unreal like it, the valleys are so deep and it's so huge like it's almost like your brain can't even like process all of it yeah and it just looks like a painted picture like, it does it, it's really incredible it's interesting Kauai I think in general has so many I mean you know how they say the big island has like the thir 11 of 13 climates in the world or something but yeah Kauai was surprisingly diverse I mean Absolutely. I think people think it's 
lush rainforests or beaches or whatever, but you had Poipu, which we went to visit also, bright, sunny, very much like Waikiki. And even, you know, Waimea Town is like more dirt, like kind of a cowboy, like Paniolo Town. It's mm-hmm. more dirt and more dry. And then you just drive up the mountain and, and you're in... And there's big canyon. Big canyon. It's amazing. There are these, you know, the cliffs of Nepali are pretty beautiful and striking. And you have the lush, right, My, Mount Waiale Ale is the wettest place on earth. So you have... It was just set, it was just interesting. Yeah. All the different and then Hanapepe and Koloa, these small kind of historic, very charming rural towns. Yeah. Lehue is like bustling city. I mean, as bustling as it gets in on Kauai, but <laughs> surprisingly a lot to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. Koloa just has that like rustic charm and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And that was just about it for us. On Kauai? On Kauai, yeah. I think so. I think that was our... What did we eat, though? We, we, what was our last meal on what Kauai? What was our last meal? I can't Besides even... at the airport, which had surprisingly good Portuguese oh, bean soup. Actually, yeah, the airport food was pretty good. They it had was. that little cafe in there. Oh, you had a there. pork belly loco moco. I had a pork belly loco moco. That, that was very surprising. It was good. Wait, what did we eat before this? Did we eat something before that, or did we just eat right in the airport? We might have just gone straight to the airport. I think we just went straight to the airport. we were kind of tight on time. Yeah, we were running it a little close. But, it, yeah, the hey... Airport food was pretty good. We did stop off at Wong's Delicatessen, Chinese restaurant. Oh, that's in right. In Hanapepe for Lilikoi Chiffon Pie. I that's made right. you guys eat. You made us do it. It was great. Yeah. Very unsuspecting Chinese restaurant that makes very that good just, pies. Also just has, yeah, super bomb pies. Like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, actually, I was just at Like Like driving over here in Oahu, and I finally had their lemon chiffon pie. Oh. Which is like what they're, apparently it's, you know, and their menu says like world famous. This is okay. I think I like the one in quite better. Oh, but that's different. That's a lemon meringue versus a Lilikoi chiffon. I mean, same no, like different. texture. No. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, God. I don't really know my pies that I, well. I can't even. So, yeah, anything else? Um, so, yeah, Kauai. Um, we're going to be writing about that in the future. Check our website. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else we've been doing that's fun? Anything else that's we've been... Well, we're just kind of getting ready for a few more stories. And, um, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. We've led a very uneventful life since Kauai. Oh, gosh. Kauai and Maui have just... Just because there's been no surf, too. I think I just feel very... I've been surfing. No, I know, but it's not... It hasn't been great. Yeah. I went to the west side yesterday. I was complaining about this to to Kat, that I went to the west side. And if Yokohama Bay, which is a place I like to surf, if the waves are coming up on the north shore, they'll actually close it off. The lifeguards will full-on shut the park down. And I didn't know about that. So I drove 32 miles to Yokohama Bay, only to find out it was shut down. It's okay. I body surfed at Makaha. That was pretty fun, too. Were you working at the time? No, absolutely not. Was this after work hours? No. Okay. It's okay. I work at night. Oh, man. Okay. Um, well, We should end this podcast before I reveal yeah, any more I secrets know. to Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, <clears throat> I am technically still your boss. Let's just... Uh... If you have ideas for topics you want us to discuss or you have questions for us, you can email us at media, M-E-D-I-A, at hawaiimagazine.com. You can post to our Instagram at Hawaii Magazine and tag hashtag HaveAlohaWillTravel. Mm-hmm. You can also apparently leave comments in SoundCloud as well. Absolutely, yeah. You can so comment you can right well. on the track. Yep. So, And visit our website at HawaiiMagazine.com. Follow us on social and subscribe to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And listen to us in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right? We'll have uh, John Clark on there. John Clark will be fun. He's going to be super fun. He is like a... I'm ready to talk surf with John Clark. Right. He's a wealth of information, I have to say. That guy knows everything about I've known surfing. him a long time. He, I mean, he reads the, the um, Hawaiian, old Hawaiian newspapers to get information. Yeah. What so a life. 
What do you mean? He's retired. Yeah, he's, he's old. retired. He just surfs and writes really cool I know, books. But you have like 50 years more to go to be John <laughs> Clark. I mean, literally, you literally have 50 years to go. I know. I have go. to make a few career changes, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Well, tune in next time. Yeah. You'll catch him, and it'll be very interesting. I All right. so. Thank you for listening. Okay. See you later. Aloha.